Jerry Jones joining us right here on 105 through the fan. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? John, good morning. RJ, good to be on with you today. Appreciate you taking the time with us this morning, Jerry. Uh, I'm sure in a jovial mood this time of the year with it being the holiday season, I'm sure you are today. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the way to get in the Christmas spirit is to uh, come home from New York under any circumstances with a win, and um, especially this year. Uh, we've got a team that's uh, uh, evolving, as, as I'm fond of saying, that era is pointed up. We got better Sunday on both sides of the ball, all phases. We got better. And we got out of there without getting banged up real bad. That's a big plus this time of year. And, uh, again, we've got some help on the way. We were out there without Osa and without uh, uh, Kristen Hill. And those guys uh, are, are help on the way. There's no question about it. we got some safety help coming. So that's all good. we got some tackle help coming uh, with Tyron Smith. So hello, Christmas. <laughs> do you? Uh, how do you look at that? Like, Do you ever feel – uh, down after a victory, assuming there's no injuries, right? Do you ever feel down after a victory, or do you ever feel like up uh, after a loss? Like, is do you believe in in you know so-so wins and good losses? No. If you look at uh, the way the league is structured, if you look at uh, how the draft is structured, how we uh, uh, how players are available, it's designed for teams to be 500. And uh, boy, you've got to. Uh, have uh, uh, you've, you've got to have had some extra energy someplace, a little lady luck someplace, to get out of that 500 cycle. And uh, consequently, those wins are hard to get. And so, boy, when you get one, I've come to appreciate them. Jerry, when you look at this team and where they are right now, 10-4, and four, won three straight games on the road. If I had told you at the beginning of this season, with three weeks left in your season, that you would be 10-4, and four, the number two seed currently in the NFC playoffs with an opportunity to possibly get to the number one seed, what would you have told me at the beginning of the season? Well, well, I would have told you after you told me, Jerry, you're not supposed to start drinking this early in the day. <laughs> I, I would have said to you, you can dream, can't you? But uh, still, I don't want to imply that we don't have those kinds of aspirations. But we know how hard it is to... Uh, have that kind of one-loss record. And um, to do it and to have a chance to be a better team over this next month or six weeks is really something rare uh, in my experience. A better team. Uh, that just sounds uh, so uh, uh, really almost like you are dreaming of Christmas a little bit. But we do have a chance to be a better team. Do you think Tony Pollard right now gives you a better ability to run the ball effectively over Zeke, the way Zeke's health might be? I don't think so at all. I noticed, uh, and just as you, I'm sure, saw the other day, the the, the toll, T-O-L-L, that, uh, that we, Zeke takes on the defense when he, uh, with his power. And uh, uh, that's that's very impactful in the game. This is not finesse out here. This is hard-nosed football that we're trying to establish with that run. On the other hand, you saw it. Pollard has such explosive ability to hit the hole. And so both of them, are, frankly, are very complementary. They're complementary. 
And so um, I'm glad we've got them, and I'm glad they're as healthy as they are. Jerry, speaking of the running game, the offensive line continuing to get itself as far as continuity and consistency is concerned. Uh, what update do we have on, on Tyron Smith and his health going forward here? Well, I'm, I'm very optimistic that Tyron, I don't know about this week, but I certainly don't rule it out at all. We've got a lot of this week left. But uh, I, for the longer haul, longer haul being the remainder of the season and into the playoffs, I'm very optimistic. And, of course, uh, there's no one more incrementally valuable to us than Tyron Smith. And uh, he makes uh, a, a very huge, significant difference in how we execute in the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line, frankly, uh, because it, you have to think of it as a unit, uh, they, uh, on each side of them, especially the guards and centers, they depend on uh, real coordination, uh, really uh, blocking uh, together, uh, taking up the slack for each other, uh, as well as have to deal with the physicalness of what goes on inside. Uh, frankly, the offensive line is the biggest challenge that not just this team, but on any team, the uh, consistency, the ability to play this game and not have penalties, as well as be powerful and be physical, those combination of things, in my mind, make it the toughest uh, job to coach as well as play. How do you look at, uh, you know, with Tyron and, and, and the position of left tackle, you know, with his injury history and basically not having, you know, played a full healthy season in like five, six years, how do you prepare for that and like going into next off season? Like, are you preparing that, hey, you know, we need to get a backup, a good backup in here or just keep it kind of status quo uh, with Tyron and his health issues? As, as I, uh, this is uh, being reasonable. Uh, I'll take all we can get of Tyron and don't want any time without it if we can get it. So that means that uh, uh, you'll deal with the fact that he's uh, had times when he was down. Uh, having said that, uh, you've got to uh, put an emphasis on uh, position flex, which means a tackle that can go both ways or tackles. Notice in COVID, we got to add for an active player an extra a player, and it had to be an offensive lineman. And the reason for that is, is those flex guys that can play two or three positions weren't enough in this COVID period of time. You need the extra help there. So it's recognized that uh, the swing tackle, the guys that can come in for these tackles when you don't have one, are a critical position. And uh, uh, that's the way we'll address Tyron as we go forward. Just make sure we're good at swing tackle. It's the Jerry Jones Show right here on Sean and RJ right here on 105.3 The Fan. Jerry, talking about this defense that's been playing extremely well, 31 takeaways tied for first in the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts. And when you look at this defense, can this defense carry this team to a deep run in the NFC playoffs based on the way they're playing? Yeah, we talk about our uh, pressure, and we should. Uh, but uh, down the middle, to me, is where we've had a real improvement on this defense, right up the middle. Uh, whether it be the big boys in the middle, the bigger boys that uh, we've got, we've got some quickness to the guys we didn't have last week are, are really big, quick guys. Uh, but then what we've done with the uniqueness of our defense relative to uh, using the 
the, the linebacker that, in fact, would be traditionally a big safety, but yet have enough pop to be able to uh, uh, be up there close to the line and make the linebacker tackle yet cover at the same time. And uh, to be able to utilize that and have the numbers of safety types that we have out there is real unique. And uh, we're taking advantage of it. And uh, uh, hats off to uh, uh, Dan Quinn, hats off to uh, Mike. Uh, This has been a huge difference in uh, our team this year. Do you think when you get to the postseason and you face an Aaron Rodgers or, uh, you know, luckily enough get the Super Bowl, you face Patrick Mahomes or something, that you can basically expect to get the amount of turnovers this team has been forcing lately? Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say this. Uh, if we can get in front of those kinds of players with this pressure we've got, this pass rush we've got, uh, that'll uh, that'll really make a difference. And we haven't had it. And uh, we can have it. And if we can do that and, and uh, continue to improve with uh, what we're doing in the middle, uh, then uh, we're better equipped to be against those guys than any time in the last many years around here. Jerry, in your perspective and being around championship teams and winning championships with this defense, what does this current defense remind you of when you think about some of the championship defenses that you've had in the past that gives you an idea that this team can be one of those championship-like defenses? Well, we had Hatcher. Uh, we had where. Uh, we had uh, uh, Ratliff. Uh, we had those guys when uh, uh, we uh, uh, back here, and I thought that was arguably uh, a combination of some of the best players we'd had on the interior. Beyond that, I'd had to go all the way back to the 90s when we uh, had such a rotation in the defensive line, and we really had fresh guys out there all the time. And so this group has the potential to have that kind of talent, without exaggeration, but have numbers. We've got uh, fresh legs that we can keep out there and keep those guys coming. Uh, I think that really gives rise to uh, some optimism. Jerry Jones joins us here at 105 through the fan. Uh, Jerry, the the NHL uh, is pausing their season through the uh, Christmas holiday. Uh, with, with due to COVID, like, do, do you guys in the league look at what the other leagues are doing, take cues from them? How do you guys handle you know those kinds of uh, issues? Well, uh, the, the the fact that they're doing some postponing shows that uh, uh, we we all realize that we're in a bit of a crisis right now, um, uh, and I think the adjustments we've made this past week really will be effective. Uh, and have already been effective as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we've got a, for all practical purposes, we've got a, a pretty inoculated uh, uh, po- population among our players, of uh, players between uh, having had the COVID, uh, at least a form of the COVID, and certainly uh, the vaccination count is outstanding. Now, I'm not talking about the support personnel, the coaches, or the talking about the staffs of the different teams. Uh, that has a huge, abnormally high rate of vaccination there, almost 100% across the league. Uh, 
I'm talking about the support staff. But our players, for all practical purposes, are vaccinated as far as I'm concerned. And the ones that haven't vaccinated have probably been exposed and may have even had the COVID. What we're doing now to supplement that and encourage them to get the booster shot, encourage them to distance. What we're practicing as, a, as for example, uh, as an example of what we're practicing with our meetings, our virtual meetings, our meetings spread out, all of that will serve us well, and I think we will uh, uh, have results from that. We just haven't had, among players, we just haven't had a serious COVID outbreak. We've had outbreaks, but we've only had in two years one player hospitalized, mm. and he, he's okay. But one player in two years hospitalized. Do you think we'll reach a point where a player can play with COVID? Uh, if he's vaccinated, he can play a game while he has the virus? Well, I think he can. Now, your question is, will we reach a point where we knowingly allow that? Mm -hmm. I don't yes. know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, but the, uh, uh, I'm not so sure that uh, uh, I've seen us knowingly with a guy with a bad case of the flu. We've let him get in a, uh, uh, quote, contagious situation. That would be more about concern for uh, the other players uh, than the individual. Can you play with the flu? Of course you can. Now, uh, I, I don't want to speak to the virus because, to my knowledge, uh, uh, there's none reported, although it would be madness to think we haven't had players out there playing with uh, COVID. And although we've done an excellent job, we just don't have that tight of account. But the most important thing is, do I think that uh, with the proper vaccinations, with the proper uh, boosters, uh, with the proper uh, protocol between spreading out and how they, uh, uh, how I vision a team being together and what they're doing, you say, well, they're breathing heavy, they're in the huddle, they're in close, how do they keep from getting it? Well, we all know the cases of uh, husband and wives and one getting it and the other not. We know of those, and I've just experienced one close in myself, not in me and Gene, but I've experienced that. So uh, there's no rhyme or reason sometimes about why uh, when people are close in, one gets it and one doesn't. Do I think they can play with some? Yes. Jerry, before we let you go, obviously it's the holiday spirit and Christmas is right around the corner. What's the one tradition in the Jones household that has to be done, whether it be on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, that you'll make sure that gets done uh, this time of the year? We, we love to beat the other one saying Christmas gift when we see them on our equivalent of Christmas Eve, our celebration. Well, when our bunch gets together, the first one that beats the other one with Christmas gift uh, owes the other one something. Uh, so uh, we love to do that, uh, but it's about uh, getting together uh, during uh, all of my years with family. I never uh, didn't try to see both my parents, my family groups, as well as spend time with all family groups. Now, boy, that used to be quite an effort, hours of driving, late-night rides, all that kind of thing. But I look back, and I wouldn't have traded any of that for all the world. So uh, uh, those uh, I've been very, very fortunate to have uh, uh, been able to spend a lot of time during this holiday season with family, both when my uh, both when I had young children and my both parents were alive, and both uh, Jean's parents were alive. We used to go to Red Hill 
our duck hunting place in Stuttgart, Arkansas. And I have slept in a bed with as many as eight people in the bed mm. at Stuttgart. And we would have about 40 of us, and we would be in 4,000 square feet with six bedrooms and a big uh, center room that uh, you basically use for your hunting lodge and just all pile in together. Well, today, those people are 30 and 40 years old, and the thing that we remember most is all piling in there and having to sleep on top of each other and then get up before sun up and go out and hunt and disturb everybody and be up too late, all that stuff. You can stand about two or three days of it, and it's time to go home, but it boy, what fun. Well, Jerry, we appreciate your time. As always, we hope that you and your family have a safe and Merry Christmas, and look forward to seeing the Cowboys on Sunday night football against the Washington football team to make it four in a row. Thank you for the time, Jerry, this morning. Well, I hope the Cowboys do our part for all of our fans out there, but I not only wish you guys Merry Christmas, but certainly those great Cowboy fans that are out there. Uh, it's been a, a life of, of good feeling uh, to be trying to work these Cowboys and give us a little Christmas joy. Thank you so much for the Merry time, Christmas. Jerry.